everyone. Welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm Mike, one of your hosts for the evening. And with me, as always... Is me, Colin. I'm your other host. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. Uh, so real quick, before we get into anything, I just wanted to point out uh, or state the obvious, which is that, you know, Mike, you're my new co-host. Yes. Uh, and let me tell you, you and I last episode, we were guests on this other show, mm -hmm. different show. It was... We got host. Yeah, we we got really like they really they like they, talk some smack. They never said four eyes, but in every word that was definitely the undercurrent was that they were the jocks from an eighties movie. And just because we have glasses, because we read a lot, they hated us. Right. Just because I did theater in high school doesn't mean I deserve to be bullied. Uh oh wait, hang on a second. One oh there's a new trailer for the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Uh no, you know what? Never mind. That, they were right. I should have been bullied. You I will say, and this is more of I, I don't know, a compliment to you, insult to Ben Platt. You look as old as Ben Platt does playing a freshman in high school in that fucking movie. Ben looks far too old. Like it is the it baggiest of like I've ever seen. It's like when a local theater mm -hmm. does Grease. It's like 45-year-olds doing or, or high like school the movie being, Grease. Or like the movie Grease. Yeah, or like the movie Grease. He looks as old as Kanicki. <laughs> yeah. That um, is... Really, you, I, yeah, it's just weird. Ben's I wasn't so ready much. for a guest yet. I was trying to have like a fun moment with my co-host, Colin. But you yeah. know what? Fuck it. Here's one of our guests. Yeah, here's one of our guests, James. Yeah. He listen, loves listen, Ben. Listen, Ben Platt has one role and one role only. Benji from Pitch Perfect, and that's it. Ben Platt can yeah. play one character, and that's it. That's the one. But when well, Benji comes out and says he's got the magic in him, tears. Fucking no, tears. Pitch Perfect is my all-time favorite movie. I watched that scene. I love it. It's, yeah. I, I showed, I, I'm a big Pitch Perfect fan. I celebrate the franchise, even though they only have one good movie. And showed Listen. my wife, and she hated the movie and hated me. James is already, uh, we're, we're off to a great start. We've already made our... Uh, guess up oh, and our guest <laughs> Bye, James. James has just left. So I guess it is just the two of us this time around. No, listen. I do. If think, you were yes, going to go make ahead. the last issue of a movie franchise, would you or would you not say fuck this genre? We're going action movie, and the answer is of course yes, you would. You're yeah, you're gonna sing, you're gonna whatever explosions, evil John mm -hmm. Lithgow. Just stop. Okay, stop. Stop the presses. Yeah. Is Pitch Perfect three an action movie? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> they tried to do. They tried to do the Fast and Furious route. Whereas, what if if every movie started to be a different genre? Why? But why? Yeah, no, because it's the last What's one. What's the next and thing after acapella? Explosions and evil John. Getting Lithgow. a real job. <laughs> no, they don't let people who have done acapella have real jobs. No, I'm I'm saying that jokingly because you know I went to school for you know music and and we're arts, podcasters, so so yeah, if, that's also true. Colin, if somebody starts going zoom 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 zoom, do you know what song you're about to sing? Yeah, hell yeah, boom, yeah. Oh no, of course I do. Um, and shout out to frequent listener Colin O'Brien who also knows that song, uh, because his place of work, uh, did literally the entirety of that scene. They like. It's like three people doing every single part. It's fantastic. Like costumes and everything. It's great. It's it's fantastic. Speaking um, of literal Mike, hell, we have another podcast. guest. Yes. Yeah, I was, we're doing yeah, it. I was going to say, we have we have two guests. Uh, so <laughs> let, we've already heard from James. So James, hello. Thank you for joining us here on this show. 
Uh, and here Thank is you our, for having me. <laughs> just that is a hot mic. So just like there you go, perfect. That's I'm a the good only distance. hot mic here. Thank you very much. Oh, That's very amazing. good. It's very good. Uh, and our other guest, Ryan. Hello, welcome, James. Right. James. I just realized that I'm wearing a hat and I'm betraying our our bond. James, yeah. can you come back behind the line, please? Uh, I did ask for lights down and fog, and we're turning on the fog and. Meow, 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 meow. In the beginning, there were podcasts, and they were bullshit. And then Ryan and James were invented. <laughs> you missed all of the applause. I yeah, did. I um, did. It, I, wait, it listen. actually was. Colin, are you going to cut all that live applause? This, uh, yeah. The audience went crazy, and you're going to make that sound silent, aren't you? Ooh, I mean, listen, we don't record in front of a live audience, so I'm not sure how you got oh, that many people into the Zoom call. It we bust crazy. them in. <laughs> that, that I makes would love sense. if you guys turn the camera around and it was just a full auditorium. Just oh, like... yeah. We're at the starlight. <laughs> the best part of that would be is that they, those people would only be able to hear their two parts yeah. and not our parts. Like, because, you know, we're all... Uh, and you know what's crazy and we did not ask for this the entire studio audience is Arsenio hauling me and James right now like this is uh, this is dog pound dog right pound yeah <laughs> we of course are not here to minute by minute break down all of Arsenio Hall's run which is a show I've been pitching since I learned what podcasts were kids in the hall we are breaking down chronologically as Khan said the MCU today's episode is from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 701 start 2255 and ending at 2439. That is on Netflix, surprisingly. Not the streaming service you would expect, but that's <laughs> where it's at. <laughs> Let's break down this scene. They're, of course, back at the safe house. Freddy closes the door, and Tillman says, what are you guys doing there? Coulson doesn't want to cause trouble, so he says, I don't want to cause trouble. Tillman doesn't believe him because they came looking the same day Jimmy Bottles goes missing. <laughs> Coulson walks up to Tillman, grabs his gun. It misfires, grazing Coulson's shoulders. Mac defeats everybody else in the bar. And by defeats, I mean he lifts somebody on the air and then punches them straight into the ground. Mac With a shotgun in his hand, Coulson asks again to speak to the man in charge. He comes out and introduces himself. Ernest Koenig. Coulson says they come in peace. Koenig has no idea who he is, so he just mocks him. And I believe introduce this new character, Colin, and maybe yeah, help from James. Yeah, we've got this great little segment. And uh, James, I've sent you some notes so that you can also participate. Great. Uh, this is what we call here on Timeline Scavengers, Avengers Ensemble. Oh! Avengers Ensemble. James, why don't you hit us up with some IMDB information on the actor who plays Ernest Hazard Koenig. Sure. This is uh, Patton Oswalt, who went to the next high school over from me. And, uh, Did he really? Yeah, he went to Broad Run, our rivals in that we may have ever That's incredible. Rivals. I didn't know yeah. that, actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, all right. So he plays uh, Edward Hazard, Ernest Hazard Koenig. Um, Hazard is his middle name. He also played Matthew the Raven in 11 episodes of the Sandman TV series, which is in post-production. Shout out to James Wilcox. Uh, he was MODOK in all 10 episodes of Marvel's MODOK, which we are not covering on this show because... <laughs> <Let's count. laughs> 
It doesn't count. It doesn't count because it's a sitcom. Um, and that's another reason why. He was Mr. Sparkles in eight episodes of Big Hero 6, the series. He was in one episode of The Boys. He played Vicini in the home movie version of The Princess Bride, which, <laughs> if you're listening in the future, is what happened when the pandemic happened, but we still wanted to watch things, and there was Zoom calls. Um, and that's what we did, was make have readings of movies that existed. He was on 10 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., two of them playing this character, and then other characters later. Um, he was on Good six scenes. episodes of the Spider-Man 2017 TV show. He played both Uncle Ben and Chameleon, the villain Chameleon. Um, I, thought, I was hoping you said Aunt May. <laughs> and Aunt May. Um, he was on eight episodes of Veronica Mars, the season one that is not season one, but is actually season four, but they refuse to call it season four. Whoa. He was on one episode of Teen Titans Go!, um, he was Mr. Efron and Powdered Milkman on the Aquabats Rad Ventures. Um, that's awesome. Which is that's amazing. A, that's a ska band. Yep. That's a superhero ska band. Uh, he was in Teen Titans Go to the Movies. He was in five episodes of Justin Lee, Justice League Action, two episodes of The Simpsons, 12 episodes of a show called Axe Cop. Um, yes, that show rules. We should, we should talk about Axe Cop at some point. We will. We will. <laughs> Uh, one episode of Gravity Falls. He was in the Weird Al foil video. Shout out to Mike Snyder. Oh. Two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. One episode of Yo Gabba Gabba. One episode of Futurama. Six episodes of Caprica. Weird Al the Weird the Al Yankovic story. Uh, two episodes <laughs> of Dollhouse. Two episodes of The Batman. Uh, he was in Blade Trinity. He was yeah, in he one was episode of wasted. Batman Beyond. And he was in one episode of the weird Al show mike i cut you off he was do you remember him from blade trinity yeah i recently watched it because my wife and i did that for the pandemic which is watch all the blade <laughs> movies and uh wasted sure. it's a, what if you got a killer cast and let them none of them do what they're actually good at that's a blade <laughs> trinity story <laughs> well tell the truth too. you watch blade trinity and then you also turned your shower into a blood clubhouse right yeah oh yeah you got it you gotta fucking just have it go and just Oh, was Blade Trinity where the Blood Clubhouse was? No, no that's, that's the, the first one. one. That's, that's the, the good first. Blade. Okay, I knew I'd seen it, so it had to be the first one. He, but you, um, you you missed that he was on 426 episodes of The King of Queens. Right, I did miss that somehow. Is is that the single greatest, nerdiest, most awesome IMDb page yes. of all time? Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. Like, basically, they, yes. everything that James would have just mentioned is only. Like as close to comic book related. Oh, that's like, why I know like King main of Queens. pop culture sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Hey, yeah. Colin, Mike owns King of Queens issues one through four in mint condition. It's his favorite comic book. I wrote so. it. I drew it. I made Pat sign it at Comic Con. <laughs> Listen, I might, I might read that if there was. If you're telling me there was a manga, oh or yeah, graphic novel or whatever of, of uh, King of King of Queens. And I'm gonna say King of the Hill on accident. I don't want to be a creep, but Liam Ramini is drawn like 80s manga, my friends. <laughs> and, and also, if I know Mike, there's no way that you can clean your hands enough to touch his 9.9 CGC graded issues of King of the Hill. No, you got a white glove. King of Queens issues one through yeah. four. Yeah. Uh, I have a quiz. I have oh, a quiz for quiz. you. When we have a when we have a quest when we have a a guest, or I am a guest. <laughs> Or whatever quiz. Am it's, I a guest? It's hard to keep track of. <laughs> um, we do. A, we've tried to do a guest, so it's not just me reading an IMDb thing and then sure. Then we move on. So this is a one-question quiz. It is a multiple choice with four possible answers. Here is the question: Which animal has Pat Oswalt not 
portrayed? A, a koala. B, a rat. C, a squid. D, a cardinal. Uh, do we all go or are we buzzing in? Yeah, how's this well, work? You want to do um, talk amongst yourselves and come up with one answer like Team Double Dare or... I'm going to go... Why don't we just all Would you like to take the physical then, challenge? Yeah, I'm going to go A. I'm going to go Squid. Okay. I'm also going Squid. It and is squid. D, a cardinal. He was... That's so specific. Yeah, what a good so answer specific. to put it in there. Thank you. That's interesting. Because you know what I was thinking? when you Squid didn't sound familiar at all. When you said cardinal, I was like, he was probably an Angry Birds. Mm. That's where my head or went. Tuka cardinal to me. Yeah. Sounds it. And um, rat, he, but, rat was obvious. That's yeah, the picture. Rat of you. Infamously. Right, right. Pizza rat, too. Pizza rat for <laughs> he, he was He was um, Nom Nom in We Bear Bears, uh, both the movie and sure. the television show. And he was on one episode of Squid Belly, Squid Billies as One-Eyed Squid. I so. always fucking forget Squid Billies existed. <laughs> yeah, Sam. That's probably why I didn't know. Thank you for playing and complimenting my fake answer because I am bad at fake answers, but not anymore. Apparently. This is what we call uh, Lin-Manuel miranda in that you hit a certain level of fame where you just get to go and do all of the dork yeah. shit you've ever wanted to do. Yeah. So like, yeah. uh, oh, daughter, you're into Wee Bear Bears. Cool. I'm going to go. I'm going to be a Wee yeah. Wee Bear Bear. Uh, Those are the your Lin-Manuel is... Miranda rights. The difference is Patton can act. Uh, <laughs> his two-episode turn in Dollhouse is fucking great. Uh, Dollhouse is an underrated television for sure. program. Before we get to the questions, real quick, let me hit you up on just some real fast information on Ernest Hazard Koenig. Hit it! Um, the main thing is that he was the owner of the Crazy Canoe in New York City in 1931, and yes... Both of those are spelled with a K because of Koenig, I'm assuming. Oh, uh, so Koenig's crazy guy. canoe? I do not like this guy anymore. <laughs> oh, Krusty's yikes. comedy you classic. Know, oh, that's no. a little that's weird. Bad. Also, I noticed it with Colson and then with every other white guy in the room. Back then, we everyone just had a white supremacist haircuts. Uh -huh. Did you guys see that? Like, it's all like high and tight. And that's just Max the cop skinhead. That's what I think. And Mac yeah, Mac the is the like, no They were the OGs, right? Yeah. They were the original white supremacists. No, they were the original people to have this. And then later on, people were like, they had it right back then. And I was like, what, the Germans? Yikes. I also what? want to look like no, a stupid everyone. asshole. Oh. <laughs> um, so, uh, sorry, I'm uh, back. Crazy uh, Canoe. Uh, KKK. Yeah, okay. He, unfortunately uh, so Ernest Koenig ran a speakeasy which was the crazy canoe during the prohibition um, he also is the grandfather to some characters that we will meet later uh, the big thing for Koenig is just essentially both of those two facts those are I mean again he's <laughs> that are... particular character is in two episodes and that's almost literally all of his uh, like if that character had an IMDB that's pretty much all he has. He doesn't even have any aliases or anything like that. <laughs> this fool That's doesn't all. even have aliases. But I do think that we have to no. point out that uh, one step below danger is hazard. Yeah. And so danger is not his middle name. Hazard. He's one step yeah, below exactly. that amount of cool. Yeah. Um, He's not I have a little manager. dangerous, but not I, fully. I have a point of, uh, of, of discussion here. Just real quick. It may be too pedantic, but we'll allow it. Is the Crazy Canoe the name of the speakeasy or the name of the bar that it turns into after Prohibition is lifted? Uh, I believe they're, they're one and the same. 
I don't think I, saw, I don't think it changed. It names. becomes called the Crazy Canoe, but the future tense of wherever I was reading was confusing uh, this, to me. This here is the Crazy Canoe is a bar located in New York City that started out as a speakeasy and later became a safe house for Shield. It's weird when um, um, they have yeah. something called something, but they never call it the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like Star Wars, all of Star Wars basically is is that. But do you want do you That's want titular lines in Star Wars? Do you want somebody to be like, "I'm the last Jedi"? I have a new hope about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is my. <laughs> yeah. Go, go, this the, is. The Empire striking back, Luke. <laughs> the most Isley Cantina, if we're talking about other names of things in there, is like if we had the Los Angeles Bar and Grill. <laughs> Don't go to that place. It's going to suck. It's poorly named. Uh, also, America. Can I have a talk with America real quick? Uh, you thought that uh, banning alcohol and barely fighting it, but making it so every place you go to drink alcohol was super cool. Yeah. What are we doing here? Like, all you did was make people drink more than ever. Um, America has such an interesting uh, relationship with booze where we go hard into it, harder than anybody else. And then we go, no, 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 that's too much. And and <laughs> shut it down. throughout. And we are on, we're at the peak of an upswing right now, basically post nine. Uh, everybody started drinking a lot because nothing matters. We could all die. And somehow the in the pandemic, or the pandemic, I think, hiccuped there but everybody's like the kids these days are like what if we didn't drink or fuck because they're losers <laughs> and i also love the whole thing where it's like uh wait hold on this weed thing there's never been a crime committed nobody's ever done anything bad make that illegal but this alcohol thing push it so hard yeah that, like and then n never put anybody this in this aggressive poison i love drinking guys the uh <laughs> we talked about in a previous episode how the government was like we got to stop these people drinking let's put poison in the alcohol to kill them sure. so they'll stop drinking and people were like we got to distill that poison out <laughs> and that's that's how and, we got four loco yeah and now we all have four loco and we're partying like crazy <laughs> and now pitbull is on the speakers for some reason even though it's the 1930s and we are partying listen i'm i'm gonna say something controversial which is i've seen what white claw does to people and I think it might be time for the Prohibition 2.0. Oh, man. I uh, Can we get a little personal here? Let's do it. Show some leg. My wife's family. Oh, only Mike said yes. Is this okay? Oh, no. We have Your to have wife's a last name isn't White Claw, right? Uh, <laughs> she from the White Claw dynasty. My wife comes from a family of non-drinkers. They're just from the Claw dynasty. But... So, so we brought two cases of White Claw just to see what would happen. And they all got shit-faced and partied. And they thought Bruno Mars was a genius. It was crazy to watch. Was well, my mom Funk, there? We'll give it to you. She was there. It was his wife's family and your mother. <laughs> oh, God. I love my this. mother? I love the story of like, James, no, what happened? What happened to your mom? White Claw. It was White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> She got hooked on the white claw. If you look at her teeth, you can tell. She just sucks down that white claw. She has claw teeth. What are your guys' feelings on modern day speakeasies? I feel like they're really cool. I um, I wish that there were actually more. I feel like yeah. it's really cool to me when you see places. I mean, I get you're not going to put it in the middle of like a, a podunk town necessarily because it's not going to have enough draw. Mm. But if you're in like a major city... And you get to like a bar where it's like you have to pay attention to certain clues, like maybe on the internet or someplace yes. where you then basically get a passcode and then you go in through some sort of secret door. That is some like next level shit that makes you feel cool, like you're getting away with something and really you're and not. It's just 
It's a bar. Happy to pay $25 a cocktail at that point. If you if you have uh, a speakeasy yeah. design, you should uh, not be allowed to get a liquor license because the idea of you being rated to it. should always be there. Yes. So that's the excitement. Just because you go through a secret door into just a normal bar or a very dark bar or whatever um, is not half the... I mean, drink like you're gonna about to be arrested for doing that very same drinking. I always do. So what you're saying is, is I, what I should do is, is make my apartment by password only. Mm-hmm. Yes. People can come in and they can have whiskey because that's all that I have right now. Right. But I can be like, here's you, you a glass of whiskey. You have to sell it to them though. Right, and, that's what I'm saying. Also, yeah. Colin, here's, it has so, to be in jugs that have XXX on the front yes, of the jug. Word. Of course. From porn. Um, and then I like pour, I pour heavy, but you know, charge heavy, sure, right. uh, heavier rather. And then I say, okay, great. Just don't drink and drive. Wink, wink. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Please do not do that. Do, right. uh, you know, you we walk should outlaw here, cars. Here. <laughs> you know what though? That's a stronger point. Um, They're those very are probably, bad for honestly, the environment. Those dangerous things. Auto yeah. prohibition. Bad for the. What? And each parking spot, each free city parking spot, costs about ten grand a year for this city. They're bad, man. We got to invest in public transportation. Can I do a hosting real quick? Yeah. Uh, call, oh yeah. Calling him like, is it upsetting to you guys that uh, you guys have to follow all these clues and figure out where the thing is and how to get there? Where if you look like me and James, we just show our tits and we get in automatically. It it is. I I once stumbled into a speakeasy because I found a menu on the ground and I went, it must be nearby. <laughs> and then a wall of barrels came and hit me in the fucking ass. And I went, I think I found it. That was me, bro. You were the wall of barrels. Is that where you got the barrel that you were wearing earlier? Yes. Last episode, I found that barrel yeah. and I killed a bum and stole a sandal and that's where I got my sandal. I have a, a question. Is that how I pronounce this? Question? Uh, for James, if your middle name had to be some sort of derivative of danger, what would it be? Unease. James Unease. Last Anderson. name. Anderson. Yeah. Anderson. Yeah. I like it. Ryan, same question. Ryan preoccupied Haley. <laughs> I like it because it's true. I like that. What, what I like about unease is that you have to stop and say that vowel. Like, it really trips you. It does not fall mm, off the tongue, which no. is kind of dangerous in and of itself, you know? And Plus, there's going to be all these people who are like, James, wait, don't have unease. And you could be like, <laughs> my middle name is unease. <laughs> my, my middle name is unease. But do you guys like that? Is that a cool middle name? Or like, <laughs> yes, dude. Jesus. Back away from the mic. We love it. <laughs> And uh, Colin, I see here you also have a question. Uh, no, but I I do want to point in that I would go with Jeopardy, but only if I could get like a close friend to also go with Jeopardy, so that we could be double, double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. Oh wow, that'd that's, be, that's that would unconstitutional, be my, Colin. My move. Um, well, that's why we are doing it. Is double <laughs> I mean, Jeopardy prohibition's with... illegal? So is double Jeopardy. Let's go, baby. Is that when Ashley Judd in that movie said that you can't? Be yeah. tried like a husband and wife can't a be tried, for the, same crime. Be tried yeah. for the same crime. Double Jeopardy. Although, Jeopardy is also a TV show, so maybe that seems too corporate. So Wait, I might what? just go with like threat. Mm. Th- Colin threat. threat. Well, Jeopardy. My middle name ex- is a threat. <laughs> no, literally. Here's my driver's license. Jeopardy That's... with an exclamation mark. That's true. Is a game show. Maybe yes. you could be like Jeopardy semicolon. Jeopardy, Jeopardy question mark. Jeopardy. 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 I want uh, my middle name to be the guy getting struck by lightning sign. Like okay. James, that okay. symbol. James lightning symbol. Yeah, exactly. In the school of prints. Lightning yes, emoji. exactly. So that the record companies can't stick it to me. 
Do you guys think it's bullshit Prince doesn't show up ever in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Like, Marvel just has decided Prince doesn't exist. Do you feel like he's there, though? I feel like, you know, behind the scenes. I feel like, like he is there. Whenever the sky is purple or doves are crying, <laughs> Prince is with us. These were his final words. <laughs> I feel like Prince was a hero within his own right, but, like, within his own world, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, I feel like he was there, and he was doing his job what he did wasn't a job you know what i'm saying like uh, that doesn't come out the way i wanted it <laughs> but i'm saying like it was just his way of life is what i'm saying you know yeah. it's just he was he was prince Can we well, at sure. one point he was the artist he literally was, was prince, the, but right then he was a symbol but then that yeah he was a Mocking symbol, up. then he was a hi Can we talk for reals for a second? Do you guys actually love Prince because he was amazing or because you think you're supposed to? Like, we're, we're all supposed to love Oprah, but we don't no. because she's fucking Oprah terrible. sucks, but Little Red Corvette and Bat Dance slap. Yeah, I mean, when doves cry and uh, uh, purple rain and, and yeah. I mean, I I think that his, his oeuvre is too prolific for me to ever wrap my head around sure if you're gonna have 3500 songs some of them right. aren't gonna be great but i also yeah. really 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 admire him for being like yeah another fucking album fuck you i'm prince <laughs> <laughs> i never i'm die. in a trio now i am the trio oh, like shit. it's it's the first of the month i have an album due <laughs> right right self-imposed deadlines that put out way too much he's a podcaster but for albums how how do you that, that was that was deep. That was amazing. I think it was an insult. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, how do you guys feel about the bartender in this scene? Who uh, the aforementioned shotgun holder? He has the the very dashing little scar above his eyebrow. I was just yeah. trying to look up his name. I couldn't. But uh, one one of the most handsome men alive. Two Ryan's going to show me up. Uh, do you guys think he can act? Um, he can't that, act on that's... Secret Life of the American Teenager. Oh, I've never seen that. Um, that was that was so fast. I mean, you probably still have your notes up, right? Because we know him for my zombie. We, yeah, we we know him for my zombie. He was lives. Uh, we call him not major, and I think he was His pretty name good is for Greg her. Finley. Greg, he looks Greg like a Finley. Greg Finley. Uh, yeah. Just a strapping young lad. He. Everyone is a better actor than they are on Secret Life of the American Teenager. So. So it's the show's fault. It's, it's the, less it, than the sum it's of its parts. It's literally the show's fault. Like, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, what's her name? Um, Shailene Woodley, Olivia Rodrigo. She turns out to be a pretty good actress, but on that show, that show, I always when things are that bad, I think that I'm missing a level of satire. So it's like they were being a PSA show. James, that was an original show on Lifetime, yeah. It was on ABC Family. Yeah, okay. whatever before pre Freeform. Pre yeah, it was pre right. I think ABC pre-form. Family is now Freeform. Yes, I remember the commercial. Yes. It what was, was the secret life of the American teenager? Um, it was um, Shailene Woodley gets pregnant. That's not that secret. And, and they're having sex, and their parents don't know. <laughs> teens you have been getting seen... pregnant since they invented teens in the fifties. Did you ever see uh, the Netflix show Sex Education, where season three just dropped Love as we're recording it. this on September eighteenth? Sex Education is what Secret Life of the American Teenager wanted to be, but American, and it so fell it's not as good. Fell on its face. Yeah, I was watching Sex Education today, and I was like. This is all the things it wanted so to be. Good. Yeah. So But do you like do you give credence to the fact that like people don't want sex education? Like uh the Lifetime channel produces thirty-five Christmas movies a year, and that's yeah. what they actually they want trash. Like they're actually looking for trash. Listen, uh I gotta say, my mom is like 
the Hallmark movie, uh, like Christmas movie. The Hallmark Yeah, mark. pretty much. That is like her thing. You know what I mean? Uh, so unfortunately, I cannot allow slander of of the Hallmark. But no, it's not slander. Uh, it's just like they're just, into that. So into let's not give shit. Colin, can I request that for Christmas, you and your mother start the Hallmark Minute and you guys go minute by minute from the Hallmark Listen, Cinematic Universe? I don't think there's... You want to talk about a show that would never end? That show, <laughs> if we went minute by minute through Hallmark Christmas movies, they add like 50 or 60 every year. Do you think, uh, though, that you could repeat impossible. episodes in different movies? Probably. Like, Honest oh, to God, yes. No one would you know notice. What? I could, you, what you could do is, is just do like a breakdown of every movie. I could probably record one episode where we just pause every time we say a name and a location and then record those names and locations later, put those in and still make most of the most of them like in day one. <laughs> Have you guys ever looked at a thing where they like uh, they compare all the posters uh-huh. and they are yes. fucking like eerie Christmas tree, boy, girl, girl, leg yep. up, kissing Christmas. Go. Hallmark yep. makes movies the way they make cards. It's just you want that quick interchangeability. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, there's a famous podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me, where every year they do what, what this segment uh, where they do something called That's a Christmas to Me, where they give you two real uh, Hallmark movies and one fake one. Uh, and the idea is that you have to guess which one is fake. And my mom has never missed one. And like, <laughs> it gets down to the point where they'll say the name and my mom will just go, that's the fake one. Hasn't even heard the synopsis. She's like, no, that one's fake. She celebrates the entire catalog. I mean, it's, it's honestly, it's incredible. And I feel like it's impressive to me because like she gets and knows all those things the way that we know all this stuff about Marvel. She listens to this show because she's like, I don't really get it, but you guys have fun. So what I, would, to to? I would get it if there was some sort of Christmas queen that had a glove that pulled all of the Christmas gems into that glove. Now I care. And Where's yeah, the Christmas MacGuffin? Yeah. Okay. You know what? The Christmas MacGuffin is the holiday spirit. And um, I guess the Christmas MacGuffin was within us all along. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, that's the thing. Because every time you're a big lawyer in like a big city, right? Your Christmas MacGuffin is finding the spirit of Christmas in a small town where there's a local hot man that does this random thing that makes you go, oh, maybe Christmas isn't so bad. And my like bad fiance is evil. So I should leave him and go with this like lumberjack who gives to the children Hell yeah. uh, by building toys. You know day, that you lumberjack know? throws dick. And this Christmas hot man <laughs> is if you drew Josh Duhamel on an Etch-A-Sketch. She yes. once. Just one time, of jaws. and then cast that etch a sketch into the movie, and now we have a Christmas movie. Do you ever think about how the movie Sweet Home Alabama is a Hallmark Christmas movie with no Christmas in it? It's literally the same beats. Do you guys ever see Sweet Home Alabama? Yes, no? I yeah. did. She's a busy businesswoman who only cares about business. Who goes back to her small hometown, and her her rich boyfriend follows her there, and he's like, "Come on, you don't like Sweet Home Alabama, right?" And she's like, <laughs> "I do like Sweet Home Alabama." <laughs> And then her friend who is in love with her or whatever is like, hey, I'm here. And she's like, I'm I sweet love home you. Alabama. I yeah. love how people from Alabama can't call it Alabama. No, they must say Alabama. sweet home Alabama. Uh, Colin, yeah. I have a question for you. Uh, okay. wh- what do you think about Patton calling people candy canes? And do you think that we should have less severe insults for each other? I like that a lot because to me that's so uh, like of the time. To me it's kind of like it's about time period and like your area, right? One of my favorite things is, is there's a British guy that does content that I really enjoy. And frequently, 
and, and you know some another famous person actually that everyone probably knows is um it's Prince Gordon Fellow. Ramsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he like they'll call people a donut. Who's right? also a British guy who does content. That, well, that's what I was saying. I was saying that's a that's a guy who probably because the name I was going to drop probably not everyone knows, but Hugh Gordon Ramsay calls people a donut, Donuts. right? And I think like we don't say that here, right? We don't go, oh, you donut, right? Like how dare we say you? cream puff? <laughs> but I mean, like it's the idea of like you know, I like the idea of like when you need to have some sort of mm. like real like zinger. Right, but you're not gonna drop the f bomb or the bad I mean, f bomb because that's I read I, I read I thought it was candy cane was coded bad f bomb the f bomb nobody should say right that's what I thought Correct. he was calling them all and so I was like oh no this guy's a I villain see. and like douchebag is a hygienic product but it's so overused like that yeah. doesn't work anymore but fucking candy right. cane it's like what what the oh, yeah. don't you think I, it's I like branding, that because it though? stops you. I think it's branding. He's he's his name's Koenig. He works at the Crazy Canoe and he calls people candy canes. Oh, yeah. So yeah. definitely spells candy, candy, yeah. candy canes. Absolutely. Is yeah, it Susian? Is it what? Susian. I feel like it's Susian. Yes, it might yeah, be slightly sure. Susian. I think it's just a dark episode of Sesame Street brought to you by the letter K. Mike, you don't know a lot about sexual philosophy, but uh, there was Freud and then there was Seuss. And so now we don't believe in Freud anymore. We're just, now we're we're just Susian. Susian yeah. yeah, the Susian mm-hmm. shadow. I get it. Okay, here's here's the final question before we hit uh, the music of we'll 1931. Oh, um, because I realized I was gonna kick it over to you, but this made me think of this. Like what you just said has brought me to a new question, which is I'm also, also let's be honest, be. Mike is an all-time bad host for sure. No, Mike is great. Mike's Thank done a you, fantastic Colin. job. Okay. We learned all if about Colin's were, mother. A yeah. bad host wouldn't have gotten into that. Right. Thank you. So if you. Uh, were to be dropped into 1931 today, right? And someone was like kind of get, getting in your face and you needed to kind of give them a, a zinger, right? To kind of show that you mean business, right? What would be what would be your thing? Like what word would you use? Like in, instead of candy cane, right? What would you call someone? What item or food thing, food product? It's weird because today it's like uh, film the crazy person who's about to go off or go off more insane than you ever have because you know somebody's filming it so why not just go crazy mm. right. we don't Everything's have a performance right we don't have phone cameras back then so i like is kicking dirt like an old school baseball <laughs> umpire enough of like a fuck you like just like mm, that sure. you know what oh. i have kicked dirt onto your pants you what if they're wearing a white suit <gasps> oh god if they're yeah, wearing white insults yeah then they duel. I think they still dueled in the 30s. Yeah, that's but true. It, if it's yeah. after Labor Day, now I have the yeah, ammo. Yeah, 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 there, there. Exactly. Right. Unfashionable son of a bitch. And that's how Colonel Sanders died. <laughs> in, <laughs> in a post-Labor Day duel. Dust in the lungs. He was like, uh, my name is Colonel Hazled Sanders. Hazled is my... And then he just died. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was leukemia. What, what, right, what, so, what insult would you call people in the 30s, I would James? say, uh, you Volstead act. That's the thing that prohibited alcohol. <laughs> I'd make people associate that person with something that forbade <laughs> the Lord, thing that they love. Lord Volstead is who tried to kill Harry Potter, right? That's true. <laughs> hey, you can't say his and name. typically right? we don't say his name, name, bro. Right. Like, Harry right, right, right. alcoholer. No, Harry not. alcoholer might work. <laughs> that might be a crazy <laughs> Yeah, Harry alcoholer. <laughs> Mike, what word would you throw? Hang on, before we before we pop out, Mike, what word would you throw out? If but I could, you could throw, throw out extreme things, if I like, didn't throw Ramel and Ding Dong, uh, oh, that's right. I'm sorry, you did say it'd that. It'd probably I, I be like, yeah, 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 Kraut. Mm. Well, oh, 
an actual one. Got it. Yeah. But we're still at they're white, so we could say shit right, right, about yeah. them. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And they lost I, fucking losers. I feel like I'd be like, um, I don't know, probably like you lamppost. Oh, I don't know, that's like, a good one. To be like you belong on the street, you know, kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah like you, like you're not one of us. Like you know, you're. Yeah. But yeah, you also you light up my post. life a little bit, and you kind of illuminate <laughs> oh, the way for me. Look, I'm not gonna insult you without paying you a little bit of a compliment. You yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're Elbow filled with pad. Power. What about this? Keeping your pants on. Don't face your butt towards them, but still just fart, fart in public. Would that work? You're a stationary thing. You can't do much. And I'm like insulting fart. you, but you do also provide something to the public service. Yeah, I think, but uh, I, so also yeah. with lamppost, uh, when you get turned on, all the kids go home. That's right there. Like, that's a good rule. Yeah, when that's I'm good, turned yeah, on, that's kids just a good, go home. Yeah, and in some parts sure. of the country, yeah. you bring cardboardy pizza. We have a pizza place close to us. Lamppost Pizza is a local spot. I think at that, uh, speaking of lamppost, James, take us to the music of 1931. Sure, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. James, um, was it weird not calling Mike father? Did you want to call him father? <laughs> a, l- a little bit. You, you can. can. You can do that. Um, all right. So today we're talking about Russ Columbo and his orchestra Yeah, we with are. the song, You Call It Madness, But I Call It Love which is a tribute to British second wave ska band Madness. <laughs> um, no, it's not. This is before that. Okay, so <laughs> Russ Colombo was born Ruggiero Eugenio de Rodolfo Colombo, which that sounds rules. so fake. <laughs> it does. What if you need to have four Italian names to have be your, your Italian name generator? It's that. It's just that over and over again. Um, he was a baritone. He was a songwriter, a violinist, and an actor. He ran a nightclub for a while, it says, uh, the Club Pyramid, but gave it up when his manager told him he had star potential. So before he was a star, he ran a nightclub. In 1931, he traveled to New York City with his manager, songwriter Con Conrad, which he seems legit. Conrad secured secured a late-night radio slot with NBC. This led to numerous engagements, a recording contract with RCA Victor Records, and tremendous popularity with legions of mostly female fans. Uh, not wrong. Not long after arriving in New York, Columbo met actress Dorothy Dell at an audition for the Ziegfeld Follies, which is like American Idol, kind of. Yeah, um, it was like the Beatles of the this time. Yeah, like they, it was huge. But if but if you could audition to be in the Beatles, because sometimes you have to change out Ringo. Actually, that is the Beatles. Never mind. That's just the Beatles. Conrad did not did his best to break the relationship up with a series of publicity-created ruse romances involving Columbo and actresses such as Greta Garbo and Pola Negri, and it succeeded. They broke up. <laughs> so good job, Con Conrad. You um, built it up, like, and it failed, and they had a great marriage, but like, and it succeeded. And it totally worked. This isn't a rom-com. This is real life. All right, so um, the type of singing that was popularized by the likes of Columbo, Rudy Valley, and Bing Crosby is called crooning uh, but Columbo disliked the label but it caught on with the general public so he was the first person to be like it's not emo it's, I'm a singer songwriter um, <laughs> which is very relatable to uh, kids of today <laughs> um, on, all right so now it gets really weirdly weird and tragic so eh, buckle up sweet on Sunday September 2nd 1934 um Columbo was shot under peculiar circumstances by his longtime friend, photographer Lansing Brown, 
while Columbo was visiting him at his home. Brown had a collection of firearms, and the two men were examining various pieces. Here is Brown's description of the accident. What? I was absentmindedly fooling around with one of the guns. It was of a dueling design and works with a cap and trigger. I was pulling back the trigger and clicking it time after time. I had a, I had a match in my hand, and when I clicked, apparently... <laughs> I can't even say it without feeling like I'm lying. Apparently, the match caught in between the hammer and the firing pig pin. There was an explosion, and Russ slid to the side of his chair. <laughs> the ball ricocheted off a nearby table and hit Columbo above the left eye. Surgeons at Good Samaritan Hospital made an unsuccessful attempt to remove the ball from his brain. He died less than six hours after the shooting. Columbo's death was ruled an accident, and Brown was exonerated from blame, and uh, oh. Columbo was 26 when he died. Oh, It's so, so weird to hear a description of how Ryan is going to kill me and lie about it one day. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a new guillotine. It was a party guillotine. <laughs> And I was just like, Mike, just for joking around sake, put your head underneath. And, and then, then I what happened. I was playing with it and it went off. I had my party <laughs> basket down and I was like, Mike, cut the rope. It'll be hilarious. So you'd think that the tragedy and hor- horrible uh, events of the 1930s would stop there, but you would be wrong. It continues? Because it turns out that Columbo's mom was hospitalized with, she had had a heart attack recently. So they didn't tell her that he died. His brothers and sisters kept the news um, from her for the rest of her life. Which was years? I hope it was Ten years. years of not telling her that her kid was dead. Hey, James, did they weekend at Bernie's it? Did they show his head <laughs> they back used, on it? Ryan, they used all manner of subterfuges to give the impression that Columba was still alive, including faked letters and records used to simulate his radio program. <laughs> Do you know how you know you have a good sibling? When they pull all the siblings aside and they're like, we have to use all manners of subterfuge. We no, need to just pull one or two. all of no, them no, up. No, no, no. Not one or two. That's why you're the youngest sibling. Every you don't even manner. understand. All subterfuges. He was the one kid mom liked. We gotta <laughs> pretend he's still alive. Um, oh, Christ. So the song was composed by him. However... And Con Conrad also, and Gladys Dubois and Paul Gregory. It, listen, it was like a dubstep song. It had lots of authors. But the only thing, when I searched Wikipedia for the song, the only thing that came up, the first and only thing that came up is that uh, You Call It Madness, But I Call It Love was the title of the 16th episode of the fourth season of One Tree Hill, which credits Nat King Cole instead of uh, uh, Columbo. And to bring Hill. it all back around, uh, One Tree Hill uh, has a star named Hillary Burton who went to my high school. And I acted with in place. Wow. So. Really? Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. The story so, is about you your high school and the high school next to it. Just exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to a tale of two high schools. It was the Patton of Times. It was the Hillary of Times. Uh, so thank you everyone for, uh, listening to this episode. If you want to find more from this show, you can find us on Twitter at Timeline Scav and on Instagram at the same, uh, at Timeline Scav, where you can find, uh, some panels and frames from different, uh, Marvel comics that we've been reading recently. Uh, it's a great little segment and I enjoy doing it. 
You can also follow Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net. Uh, the Scavengers Network is, of course, the podcast network that this show is a proud member of. Um, and if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Colin M. Parker. Uh, now, what about you, Mike? Where can people find you on Twitter? I, for my own mental health and mental breakdown, got rid of my Twitter. So you could just go to at your pop filter where I still will control Absolutely. it. Do you want to tell uh, makes sense. Do you want to tell Colin why he can never marry my daughter? Colin White can never marry No, Ryan's. you tell him. Don't ask him. You tell can't him. marry Ryan's daughter because there's 30-some years between you, and that would be weird. No, but tell him the actual reason. Oh, her name would be Parker Parker, and that'd be fucking weird. Wouldn't that be weird? Oh, oh, that's, that's I mean, like, that, that's very funny. It's like, oh, what is the, what's Julia Gulia, right? In uh, The Wedding yeah. Singer? Right. Mm -hmm. Julia, very Julia Gulia. That's very funny. That's why funny. is that funny? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. That's, uh, um, if you guys uh, have been podcasting, that's basically every guest is somebody where you say something like that and they're like, why? Why? Well, I need a little <laughs> bit of money <clears throat> to put in my jar. And that's where I you have come some. in. I keep it in a jar in my fridge. I'd like to put more yeah. in that jar. We watch the same movies. <laughs> James, where can yeah. people find you in the socials? Uh, you can find me at Unabashed James. And before we go, Ryan, why don't you give a little shout out and recommendation of something from your pop filter? I uh, thank you so much, Colin. I have uh, two wrecks and one unwreck. I have got a superhero show show where we go over every single TV show that is based on a comic book, live action every week, and then movie of the year, where uh, we I think when this drops, uh, we have just finished seventy five, and we are doing nineteen ninety one. Gentlemen, the year I was born, of Robin Hood. Terminator 2. Hell yeah, Robin the year Hood. Of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. The year of the Last Boy Scout. The year of Anything You Do. Silence of the See, Lambs. The Last Boy Scout had you. so few Boy Scouts in it, and it's just really. Well, it only needs because he was the last. It's one. It's the last one. Oh. Yeah. oh. But the last of the Mohicans had lots of Mohicans. And if I could ask you to alive. unsubscribe to one podcast, The Unnatural Twenties follows uh, three girls as they navigate through their twenties with a roll of the d twenty. Uh, it is. A little too funny, a little too Whoa. clever, a little too charming. Problematic. Yeah, it's, I would say. I hadn't put that they were in their 20s in there. That's really clever. I Not know. for long. Yeah. Getting old, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case the lore has not been made obvious, everyone here is friends with the Unnatural Twins. Oh, in, in um, real time, we're going to one of their weddings tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm now very <laughs> sad that you two won't be there. Aww. Yeah, sorry. You could um, have us webcam yeah, in. Yeah, you should be sorry. Yeah, not fa them. Face, FaceTime us in. Um, yes. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Do have, not do that. Have someone um, hold us that's in the wedding party. <laughs> listen, the last thing you really want, like, like for books, like, I can't imagine being like, ah, my wedding day. So glad nothing ruined this. And they're like, hey, it's your quote unquote boss. And then it's like, fuck. Hey, what's up? Can't believe you're somehow here on listen, FaceTime. I don't know oh, her very well, but I don't think she would say that. No. no, I don't think so. The books, yeah, books, books is, is so more kind. like, what the fuck you doing here? That's books. <laughs> that's, you know, that's an incredible impression. I've been working books. on it. I remember when I met Colin in 1978. <laughs> His gams went <laughs> up to Studio 54. And we were like, oh, this place is dead. Let's get out of here. Uh, hey, that's a great way to say it. This place is dead. Let's get out of here, folks. Thanks for joining us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm Mike Gravano. I'm Ryan Haley, and it is Timeline Scavengers. And I'm here, too. I'm, it's James. <laughs> <laughs> now, stay.
us? We're a group of out of control, totally wild writing rebels. Do you find that writing about these themes kind of helps you work through that fear or, or grapple with it or understand it better? Yeah, but sometimes we get crazy. Even though I didn't get to explore it as much as I'd like, I've realized that I made something I really like. I've had all these kind of half-formed ideas of like stories. And so yeah. now I feel like those stories have a home. Wet Hot American Moon Juice, a NaNoWriMo podcast for all stages of the writing journey. Look, I'm so tired. I <laughs> time know. is Time is nothing but words to me now. <laughs> <laughs> The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.